This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update. Today, we have our weekly look at the numbers, trends, and latest news about COVID-19 with AMA's Chief Health and Science Officer, Dr. Mira Irons in Chicago. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Let's start with the numbers, Dr. Irons. What are we looking at in terms of this week's numbers and what's happening across the country with new cases and deaths? Well, um, sure, Todd. So today's numbers are uh, 27,641,151 individuals diagnosed in the United States. We know the true number is really higher. And um, 485,337 people have died um, of COVID-19 in the United States. Um, If you know, we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about numbers now that um, the good news is we haven't heard for a while. Um, at least um, uh, the, the the numbers over the weekend are that 63,850 new cases were reported in the United States on Sunday, um, and at least 1,080 new coronavirus deaths um, were reported. Um, over the past week, that's been an average of just over 91,000 cases per day, which is a decrease of 39% from the average two Two weeks earlier, um, and the number is far less than what we were um, what we were saying on this on this tape on this videotape. Um, than the country's peak of more than 300 cases reported on January 8th, and 47 states are now reported reporting sustained process. Um, although the deaths have declined a bit in recent days. The, the seven-day average is really about 3,000, and they actually range, if you look at every day over the last seven days, the reported numbers range anywhere from 1,000 to over 5,000. And one of the reasons for that is reporting variability. Um, you know, an example of that is that officials in Ohio discovered a data reporting error that resulted in about 4,000 deaths not being announced when they occurred. Um, and so, you know, the thing to remember here, here is, and, and while I'd really like to look at this in a positive light. It's good that case numbers are coming down, um, but we're we are not out of the woods yet. Um, so we're uh, we're we're closing in on a five hundred thousand uh, death milestone, which is horrendous. And I, what I hear you saying is, you know, we're still at incredibly high levels. They may be down from where they were at their peak, but this is still serious. And you know, we're not out of the woods. We have uh, some issues with variants coming up that are causing great concern. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So, you know, highly infectious variants continue to pose a threat to the progress we've seen. Um, the variant first I've seen in South Africa was detected in Illinois and California for the first time last week. In Florida, where infections continue to decline, officials have found hundreds of cases of the variant first described in Britain. And I heard this morning that over a thousand cases of the UK variant um, have been found in 39 states. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're starting Starting to see these variants occur in the United States, but um, also the U.S. Is, is ramping up their surveillance, their genomic surveillance. So I wouldn't be surprised if we if we hear more about this um, moving forward. Yeah, well, I took we spoke with uh, Dr. Peter Hotez uh, uh, and uh, talked to him about the variant situation. He described the situation as potentially dire and uh, really saying, uh, you know, looking ahead to March and April could be very problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk about what the trends and drivers that we're seeing this week are. 
So um, biggest, the biggest trends and drivers is the news that the CDC weighed in on the school debate, um, and they, um, they released their long-awaited guidance at the end of last week for how to reopen schools quickly, um, drawing from scientific evidence on adequate precautions. They also said that vaccinating teachers is a priority, but not a precondition for reopening. Um, the agency said that even in communities with high transmission rates, elementary school students may receive at least some in-person instruction safely. Middle and high school students may attend in-person classes safely when the virus is less prevalent, but may need to switch to hybrid or remote learning in communities experiencing intense outbreaks. Um, and I think that, you know, they're basically stressing what we've talked about for a while is that um, the, the mitigation measures are important. Schools have to have the re, uh, resources in order to mitigate, um, but the community prevalence of, of viral activity is also really really important. So you take all three of those things together to make your decision. Um, the agency's guidance repeats the idea that schools should be the last to close and the first to reopen in any community. Um, and it can be done if it's done safely um, and guided, guided by what we know about public health and science. Yeah, that's a big, uh, that is a big change. I know a lot of parents are looking forward to having their kids back in school. Um, so uh, hopefully that will uh, continue to uh, move forward. Uh, another event that was different this year uh, is our uh, is the celebration in New Orleans with Mardi Gras. Uh, any perspective on that? Well, you know, I think the 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 intent is to try to decrease um, the potential for super spreader events, um, and community officials are starting to, um, you know, really understand this and how they can have a role um, in in trying to keep um, uh, to keep the virus from spreading. So, New Orleans tamped down its annual Mardi Gras celebrations this past week, um, and health officials in other cities warned would be revelers to do the same. Um, New York, New Orleans. Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell ordered bars closed during the Mardi Gras weekend. Parades were canceled and there were limits on gatherings. All right. Well, I want to kind of circle back to something we mentioned earlier uh, in this, which is about variants, mm -hmm. um, because there was new uh, or additional news on variants that was released over the weekend. Can we talk a little bit more about uh, what's happening there? Um, absolutely. So on Sunday, a new study um, was released on a preprint server that identified um, seven variants that uh, appear to have originated in the U.S., and they all had a mutation at the same amino acid site. Um, it's not clear yet whether the shared mutation makes the variants more contagious, but because it appears in a gene that influences how the virus enters cells, the scientists are highly suspicious. Um, it's really difficult to answer even basic questions about how prevalent the new variants are because the country sequences genomes um, from um, less than 1% of coronavirus test samples. Now, we have heard from the CDC that surveillance is increasing. Um, so, you know, we hope to to hear more about this in the future. Um, but these variants um, that, um, that this particular study um, has identified really started to appear late summer, early fall. Um, and it's really hard to say whether they're spreading now. Um, the, um, the way the coronavirus behaves is still fairly mysterious. So it's difficult to know what the substitutions are doing and, and how they actually may impact um, community spread, community disease, um, and um, you know general health. But but what's important to note is that 
you know, this is an RNA virus and mutations will occur when the virus is multiplying within cells. So the important thing to remember is that we need to continue to double down on mitigation measures to prevent transmission and new infections because every new infection is, um, provides an opportunity for the virus to mutate. That's so important uh, to keep in mind as you know, we see decreasing numbers. It is not time uh, to lighten up on those kind of mitigation me measures. And we're looking at you know, uh, you know, possible variants that are more easily to transmit, possibly more dangerous. Uh, and we need to keep kind of pedal to the metal on those mitigation me uh, measures right now. Uh, it also makes getting people vaccinated uh, more quickly an even more urgent situation. So let's turn our attention to talking about vaccines. Can you give us the latest news there? Absolutely, and this is positive. We're hearing more positive news about vaccines. Um, the pace of vaccination continues to pick up. More than 70 million vaccine doses have been distributed in the U.S., and about 52.8 million have been administered, according to the CDC. Of that 52 uh, million, more than 8, 38 million individuals have received one dose, and more than 14 million have received two. And the U.S. is now administering 1.7 million shots a day, exceeding President Biden. Biden's goal. Um, the other thing just over the weekend um, that we're hearing is some good news about the effectiveness of the Pfizer vaccine in Israel. Um, Israel's largest healthcare provider on Sunday reported a 94% drop in symptomatic COVID-19 infections among 600,000 people who received two doses of Pfizer's vaccine in the country's biggest study to date. Um, the same group was also 92% less likely to develop severe illness from the virus. Um, and in addition to that, researchers at the Wiseman Institute of Science, who've been tabulating national data, said on Sunday that a sharp decline in hospitalization and serious illness identified earlier among the first age group to be vaccinated, age 60 or older, was seen for the first time. Um, so, um, you know, while hospitalizations and serious illnesses were still rising in younger age group who began vaccinations week later, this is additional evidence of the effectiveness um, of that vaccine. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. Um, the only other news is that, and I think we mentioned this last week, is that FDA officials um, announced that the outside experts, the advisory group, would discuss the Johnson & Johnson vaccine at a public meeting on February 26th. There was some additional news, too, about the Moderna vaccine. Uh, the FDA said that the Moderna could put, you know, really up to 40 percent more vaccine in vials. Like, how does that work? And, you know, when will we start to see the impact of something like that? I don't know the timing of that, but, you know, when the FDA authorizes a, um, a, a vaccine, it actually authorizes, you know, the authorization includes um, manufacturing, packaging, efficacy, safety, you know, all of the different components. So um, Moderna um, applied to the FDA. I think um, within the last few weeks um, to, add, to, to ask for approval um, to add more vaccine um, 
uh, doses to the vials that they were distributing, and um, the FDA um, agreed to that last week. So that is good news. Well, let's talk uh, finally about any news that needs to be cleared up this week. One is, you know, the, the situation you mentioned earlier, which is with decreasing numbers, we see the temptation to start pulling back on mitigation numbers in, in across the states. Are you seeing that as a trend? Yeah, you know, we are starting to see it as a trend. And I think that, you know, um, it's understandable on the one hand because, you know, um, cities, um, cities and states have used um, activity level within the community, number of hospital beds, number of ICU beds um, as metrics for um, for for backing off or instituting um, uh, restrictions. So, you know, what we're seeing is governors easing up on restrictions across many states. Um, one virologist said relaxing restrictions um, would now be courting disaster. Um, you know, as the number of virus cases and hospitalizations have fallen, the governors of Montana, Iowa, North Dakota, and Mississippi have recently ended statewide mask um, wearing mandates. Um, in New York, Governor Cuomo has allowed in, indoor dining to resume at 25% capacity, um, though experts have repeatedly warned that mas maskless activities such as eating and enclosed faces are high risks. Um, you know, I, I think we've heard Dr. Walensky um, during her interviews um, say that it's even more important now to double down. Um, we understand, I understand that, um, you know, this has been a long year um, and that um, people want to hear good news and, and start um start uh, to, uh, to, to open up cities and towns, but now more than ever with novel variants, we need to be strategic with these reopening efforts and be slow and not rush things. Well, that might be one good benefit of all these winter storms and the snow. At least we're getting here in Chicago, so we literally can't go anywhere. Um, finally, uh, any other things that uh, the AMA wants people to hear this week? Yeah, so um, last week, a broad coalition of healthcare and employer groups, including the AMA, called for achieving universal health coverage by expanding financial assistance to consumers, bolstering enrollment and outreach efforts, and taking additional steps to protect those who have lost or are at risk of losing employer-based coverage because of the economic downturn caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the Affordable Coverage Coalition encompasses groups representing the nation's doctors, hospitals, and employers, and health insurance providers that collectively serve hundreds of millions of American patients, consumers, and employers. The joint commitment by such a broad array of interests is a significant milestone on the path toward universal coverage, which has remained an elusive goal within the U.S. healthcare system. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Irons. Uh, we'll keep our eye closely on the data as it comes in, and we'll be back with another update with Dr. Irons next week. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Uh, if you want more information about COVID-19, you can visit the AMA site at ama-assn.org slash COVID-19. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. This content was originally published as part of the AMA's COVID-19 daily video updates. Find the latest at ama-assn.org slash COVID update. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.